hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. And by we, I mean myself. My name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet. Jeremy, say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? I feel like it's almost like He-Man, like Grayskull. That's that's what I've been going for this whole time. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. For like like a year and a half? <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm excited for all the other jokes that I'll get in a couple months. <laughs> So it'll be a surprise. You know, that was, to all that of was us. literally just a little joke for me every time. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess yeah. no one's ever commented on it. But I just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Um, and so now I have to come up with a new one. No, I don't. I won't. <laughs> now, um, that I, now that I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't take uh, me forever. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, we are talking about uh, episode 19 of season four today. It's called Live Ammo, um, and uh, it's a very West Wingy episode, which I love. Um, even has a guest star from the West Wing, Bradley Whitford. Um, and uh, yeah, it's such a such a fun episode. Uh, I you were you and I were talking before recording today that there were just so many things in this episode. And uh, I had to pause several times to write down my notes. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, Jeremy, what do you, what are your, your off the top of your head feelings about this episode? Yeah. Once again, one of those great connecting episodes where uh, it's not a complete one-off because there's things happening that are part of the larger story arc of the show. Um, But it's just, it's fun. We don't, we don't get to see Jerry in this one. A little bit of Donna, uh, but we get, pretty much everybody else and yeah i think the 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 plot points the plot lines are really are fun and uh and yeah it's just a fun it's a fun episode it it keeps the the town going and uh the story going and and yeah how about you what do you what do you think about this one it's just chock full of goodness and the only thing that i don't like about this episode is uh the cold open has nothing to do with anything and (laughs) so that's true it feels like you could have given your your episode some breathing room a little bit if the uh, the cold open was uh, actually connected to the episode. I don't know. That being um, said, the cold open is pretty funny. I thought. Yeah, it's a, it's funny, um, but then you get in. I forgot how much stuff is in this episode. Right. You know, and so walking through, it's like I would love to have just a moment of uh, of a little bit of space. I just felt like, or give more time to Councilman Pilner, because uh, I got love, him. I love Bradley Whitford, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, he's he is a national treasure. <laughs> um, but before we get too far into this episode, we need to do a town forum because we uh, several weeks ago we asked people like, where would you go if you were to visit Pawnee? Uh, and uh, we got an email from listener Christy. Uh, and if you want to email us, we're still we'll still. Uh, be happy to read your email if you want to respond to this question. Where would you go if you could visit Pawnee for a day? Uh, you can email us at to send an email to parksandconversation at gmail.com. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. And so please uh, let us know what you would do. And, and Christy, uh, she says this. If I was going to visit Pawnee, I would start the day at JJ's Diner for Waffles. Mm-hmm. I'd go to Ramsey Park for a walk, tour City Hall for the murals, but maybe skip the fourth floor. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> then do a drive-by tour of the pit that is now a park, the smallest park, and the library. No need to go in. Paunchburger for lunch in the afternoon, visit Sweetums Factory, 
and the Snow Globe Museum, see the little Sebastian Memorial, do some shopping at Tommy's Closet and food and stuff, then go to Tom's Bistro for lunch and uh, ending the night in Eagleton to attend a Duke Silver show. And if she could work it out, she would go during the time of the Harvest Festival. So Christy's got a very full day. That's, that's a big day. That's like a week of vacation in Pawnee for me because I really only <laughs> want to do one thing a day <laughs> when I travel. I just want to do the one thing. Yeah. Really soak it in and then go um, do nothing for a while. So that pretty much covers most of most of Pawnee. I mean, you really, you really get to see the, the all the sites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some things, though, that we have not yet talked about, about Tommy's Closet and um, Tom's sure. Distro and that kind of sure. stuff. Uh, so, listener, if you're, you're like, if you're going through this uh, with us one episode at a time, I'm amazed, first of all. Uh, and uh, but there's a. Uh, Christy gave us some foreshadowing for things to come. So uh, always, always stick with us for the latest breaking news on parks and recreation <laughs> podcast talk uh, on a show that's over 10 years old. So, um, yeah, so this, uh, yeah, uh, this episode, man, let's just dive into it and uh, we'll start with a cold open, um, which okay. I said, you know, is the least uh relevant cold open right connected yeah yeah uh jeremy how would you sum up this this cold open uh tom lives in a spa uh yeah yeah that's good i was i was hoping that you'd say a little bit more so that i could drink some of my coffee oh okay uh they're kind of making fun of tom for just like so i i feel like it's implied that it's very it's it's over the top and but then i was thinking it's like you know i wouldn't go out and try to create that environment for myself but I, I wouldn't not enjoy it. Like it look, it looks like, yeah, who doesn't want chocolate covered almonds in Sudoku? I mean, maybe not in the bathroom. That's like the, the food part. That was the part that kind of weirded me out just a little bit. Uh, but, uh, wait, but wait, yeah. wait, 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 there was food in the bathroom. Yeah. Didn't he have, he had chocolate covered almonds in the bathroom. Didn't he like a little plate? A little. No, that was in the sink. That was at the kitchen. Oh, cheese plate by, with by Adriatic the cheese plate. figs. Yes. Yeah, okay. in the in the bathroom, he had uh, eye cream, unisex cologne, lip exfoliator, chocolate. Oh, he did have chocolate covered almonds in the I, bathroom. I thought oh, so. my word, that's disgusting. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> how do you know? How do you know those are chocolate covered <laughs> almonds? <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like that. Oh. that scene in uh, in Caddyshack where is it Caddyshack where yeah, there's this okay. baby it's Ruth okay. in the pool. <laughs> this is chocolate. <laughs> oh, yuck. Um, interesting. I I that I totally missed the chocolate covered almonds part there as I was watching. Yeah. Yeah. I Tom's Tom's uh Tom's apartment. Leslie or Anne says that she's ready to say she's in love with Tom's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> because it's uh what Leslie calls girl heaven. <laughs> Which it's like blankets and soft pillows and all these amenities. Um, and, uh, Leslie asks him like, did he do this for you? And she's, and says, no, this is always here. It's just there. <laughs> this is what it is. When, when does he have time? I don't know. But you know, single dude, I don't know. Maybe he has it delivered, but we do know this and points out he's deeply in debt, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Anne's problem. So, uh, yeah, so that's the cold open is basically Leslie sneaking around to come to Tom's apartment. Uh, so Anne can give her a tour of all of girl heaven and enjoy all of the soft blankets. 
so many soft blankets. So yeah, I wouldn't really like that. It seems like it would be a, uh, a museum of poshness. And I don't know if I would ever really get comfortable. You, you're yeah. like, <clears throat> you, you'd be too, like being surrounded by all that luxury would make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. Okay. So, you might need to meditate on that. Oh, mm. maybe that's, there's some things I can learn about in this episode about meditation <laughs> or spinning cones of meat. Um, so which both, both food for the soul. Oh man. I, after watching this episode, I was like, I know what I'm doing for lunch today. Heroes. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm home alone. <laughs> so No one's going to tell you no, <laughs> no, I don't have to run this by anybody. Kids <laughs> in school all day. Well, they're not in school all day. They have a doctor's appointment, but still I have to leave around lunchtime. I might as well go get a Euro. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited now. So let's hurry up and get through this. <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm ready. Uh, all right. So the uh, there's three main plots. And so we'll kind of follow the Leslie plot for a while um, and then go back to uh, pick up on the A plot or the B plot and the C plot and then wrap up with Leslie's solution of the problem for this episode. How's that sound? That sounds good. Okay. Let's do it. So uh, Leslie is... Uh, encounters councilman pilner uh who is played by bradley whitford and bradley uh, pilner is the one who is putting together the annual budget for the city uh he's been given this task i don't know if he's the only one doing this i don't know if the city council works on it together i don't know how they do this but he's the one who's going to do the final uh process of this whole budget and uh and so leslie comes and asks for just a moment of his time and she, he says, make it quick. And then she goes into talking about the uh, Ken Burns documentary about the <laughs> national park system. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes, right? Just right off the bat, make it quick. In the Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> Leslie has never known how to make things quick. And then he's like, you got to go quicker than that. And he's like, well, you should still watch the documentary. Um, and so it's only 17 hours long. <laughs> it's so good, though. Uh, it's so good. Let me let me pause. It's I haven't Please. finished it because every time I put it on, <laughs> it's so like calming that I fall asleep. And it's not because I'm not interested in the content. It's just like it's just basically a screensaver with narration. <laughs> it's awesome. Do you, do, you, do you pull up a soft blanket? Well, my wife made quilts for our family. Um, and so I have a blanket. OK, that it's it's a very heavy. And that also helps with the. Uh, <laughs> It's like going to the dentist and getting x-rays, like a, a weighted lead blanket and just like, oh, this is wonderful. And I fall right asleep. Usually when Teddy Roosevelt goes to Yosemite and John Muir is like, isn't it great? I'm like, yes, it is great. And I fall asleep. So I may have some I'm, of the details wrong. I'm, I'm already yawning. <laughs> uh, but Leslie is like, hey, listen, um, I need I see you're trying to reduce parks budget by 8% and I want you to not do that. Um, and, uh, and Leslie, uh, you know, she is the, uh, she is from parks. And so she's very passionate about parks. Um, but then, um, Pilner says, look, the budget's basically done. And, uh, and we get to learn a little bit about him that he loves building model ships in uh, bottles. Now it should also be noted that while they're doing this, they're doing a very West wing esque. uh, what would you call it? West wingy. Yeah. It's West wingy. It's West, a, it's a walk and talk, walk and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, this the the Parks and Rec was kind of inspired or West Wing inspired Michael Schur to create 
Parks and Rec in the beginning anyway. So this is kind of his, his uh, love letter homage to that, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah. And in, in the West Wing, I mean, I would do a West Wing podcast as well if, uh, you know, the guy from Song Exploder didn't already do it and just do it really well. But um, they uh, they do a lot of this walk and talk. Everybody's like got quick responses and repartee. And it's it's like all the smart people in the White House are all the smart people in the world. It feels like when you watch it. Uh, and then you just go through America experience and you're like, that's not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, but uh, and so, you know, in the West Wing, there are these moments where there's little life application from the experience of the characters. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of those moments where Whitford uh, is saying as Pilner's like, I love building ships. But when the ship is done, I put a cork in it, put it on the shelf and I move on. <laughs> it's like, it sounds like such a high stakes, like tone uh, for model ships. Right. <laughs> I move on. Um, and, and I was like, hold the cork because <laughs> I'm about to put an adorable face on your proposed cuts. And she holds up this picture of this girl saying basically like if she if the parks department gets cut, she's basically going to be a, a, a like. <laughs> a life of tube tops and tribal tattoos and barfing in hot tubs. <laughs> so everything that Leslie would hate for the youth of America. Sure. Um, and so uh, Pilner agrees to find the cut someplace else, which sounds like a great deal. Perfect. Um, and solved so, in the first like five minutes. Yeah. And Leslie in this uh, in this opening scene is talking about how she's gotten to know a lot of the council people um, because of her campaign. And they all call her that uh, to quote. Uh, that blonde pain in the ass. <laughs> it's like, that's me. <laughs> she says it with such pride. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a nickname. Um, and so then she goes back to campaign HQ, uh, which is uh, Ben and April and, uh, and Andy's place. Uh, and uh, Ben is like, look, I wish you would have talked about this first because we are strategizing and it's looking like you just want to save parks department. Because you're thinking like a parks employee, not a city council candidate. Um, and everything, uh, Leslie's not thinking through the bigger picture here. And, and Ben is arguing like we need to strategize before we make decisions. Um, and Leslie through all of this is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel good. This is great. I get it. I get it. But she's also super into uh, into Ben in this moment. Uh, um, and uh, <laughs> Ben is very uncomfortable <laughs> by her. Uh, by her. What? What is happening right now? <laughs> As he's leaving the room, like, what are you what doing? Is going on? <laughs> he's like, give me a spin, baby. <laughs> so, um, so he's trying to figure out what's going on and uh, he's going to go make some calls. Um, and, uh, and then when they come back uh, to the, this, this plot, um, Ben says, look, we are the opposite of okay, because to keep money in parks, they're going to shut down the West side animal shelter. Um, and so that money, the, the, the shelter's going to close. Uh, and April says that's where champion came from. And Andy's like, what are they going to do to the animals? And then Ben is like, well, they'll be, and he makes a face, uh, of like, not okay. But Andy's response is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, that they'll be, and he does the face again. And then Andy gets it that, uh, <laughs> all these oh, animals will be put oh, down. Oh. <laughs> So and then as that's happening, Jerry's there and at, at HQ and he turns on Purd Happily's show. The, the last word with Purd or have you heard with Purd or Purd News? I don't know which episode of Purd show it is. Um, and uh, Jennifer Barkley's on Purd show 
saying essentially that Leslie Nope, as a you know government bureaucrat, was able to use her influence to save her parks department, uh, even though that would lead to the animal shelter being closed down. And then she says, I'm not saying that Leslie Nope is a dog murderer per se. I just think that her actions raise some questions. Like, for example, is she a dog murderer? <laughs> <laughs> and that Pert is just the best person to have in this situation. And he says, well, I don't know the answer to that, Jennifer, but your tone makes me think, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jess- he's, he's, he's the voice of, of, of us. Like, he's basically yeah. like, oh, yeah, yep, yep, she's yeah. obviously a dog murderer. Absolutely. Which is, it's amazing how well they uh, do this political punditry stuff. Because uh, in campaign season, it's like, I'm not saying this, I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just asking questions. Yeah. Um, and why do you hate the, why do you hate the troops? Yeah. What? And you, you can't, the question, why do you hate the troops leads to I need to give a reason for why I hate the troops and, <laughs> right. and to say, I don't hate the troops is just like, you're not answering my question is like, that's true <laughs> because your question is ridiculous. Um, but then Jen, because she's so good at this, she picks up a, a puppy and she's like, uh, she says, say goodbye pebbles. Cause Wes, we nope's going to kill you. <laughs> that's like, ah, oh, she got the perfect, perfect, perfect puppy for that. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, And then Donna gets a call because, of course, this is all happening in real time. Uh, And there's a daughter who uh, a woman whose daughter won't go to sleep because Leslie Nope is going to come murder her pet. (laughs) So (laughs) this is all not good. Um, And so uh, Leslie's like, we can fix it. And Ben's like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to go tell Pilner to cut the parks budget. And Leslie's like, no, 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 I'll figure something out. So cut to next day. Ben wakes up uh, and comes into the kitchen area and he finds that there are many assorted animals in their house. And Leslie's solution <laughs> to keeping all these animals alive was to adopt them all. I love what Ben's like, is that a pig? And she goes, which one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're talking about this one? Yeah, that's a pig. <laughs> this one? Yeah. Yeah. So Leslie has adopted all of the animals and they're keeping them at the house, which is not a good solution, FYI. Um, and uh, and there is no tarp anywhere to be seen. I mean, those 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 are free range animals at that point, right? Um, and so, is this the best place to pause, go to the next plot, or should we keep going with the A plot? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, because I think this is kind of where. No, keep. I think we got to keep going because we haven't even introduced April's conundrum yet, as far as like, like her side of stuff. Do so you want to start with April? Like, go. Yeah, go. but I think I'll get lost. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, just keep this is how we plan. <laughs> um. So, by the power of Grayskull. By the power of Grayskull, I have the power. Isn't that what he says? I have got to go it. back and watch He Man, but all, all of them. Yeah, but, I have the power. Yeah. Yeah. So by the power the of Grayskull, I have the power. My thing was, why wasn't he just He-Man all the time? Because he had to be Prince Eric sometimes. He, why? He, even He-Man's got to take a break. <laughs> I guess. There's yeah, no I, I guess about it. Um, yeah. So. All right. So Ben and Leslie are, are t- 
talking about this whole situation and he's realizing that they're probably down by three to five points in the polls and uh that's terrible um oh man there's a great joke here but yeah okay i'll just go with it all right so uh all these pets in the house andy is trying to utilize them for his joy as well and so ben reaches into a dish that he thinks is snacks right and he's like bites into it, he's like oh that's a dog biscuit and it's like oh yeah and he put them on the tail because he wanted to have all the dogs play poker <laughs> <laughs> and i love that they show they show the shot and there's like hands of cards out and poker chips ready for them to play like they're just going to saddle up there and just know how to play poker <laughs> Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not surprised at all that like that would be an Andy response. It's like I've got all these dogs, right? I've seen the paintings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How I mean, they must have posed with these dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they know. They know. All they need is a gentle nudge. Yeah, dogs love to play. And like, and he's like, maybe they don't know the rules. And so then he was like, he probably spent the rest of the day like, how do you teach a dog how to play poker? <laughs> dogs are terrible at bluffing. I know this. Um. And so, uh, so they, uh, they start looking through the budget, uh, trying to see what they can do. Um, and, uh, you know, Leslie goes, um, uh, she finds something that could be it. And she's like, I, I, this is it. And so they go and they run to see Pilner. Um, and, and Pilner's just like, you know, there's not enough money to do the things you want to do. You're trying to fit two ships into one bottle. Take it from <laughs> me. You can't do that. <laughs> which is like i just want to i want to go back to that moment where he was like maybe maybe i can unlock the secrets to two ships (laughs) in one bottle and like maybe that was what led him to this moment where he's like you know giving your life to uh to a a futile uh, cause like two ships in one bottle I want to save somebody from that pain in their life. And, uh, and so he's like, I'm going to devote myself to, to serving the public in the city council as a part-time job. Um, maybe, I don't know. I think you, you got to invert them like Top Gun style, right? Like one, one above and one below. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. But so you have to glue it to the top or the bottom depends upon what's the top or bottom exactly <laughs> they are bottles after all they are bottles <laughs> they do roll <laughs> i guess i think really the problem is pilner pilner has a the bottle is too small problem he needs to have a bigger bottle oh that's cheating if you use too big of a bottle i guess i i mean i don't i'm not subscribed to the major trade publications but <laughs> We'll see. Uh, so, um, so Leslie points out the Leslie and Ben point out the plan that there are employees that are on uh, retainer, essentially these D ones, and uh, Public Works is paying a bunch that haven't done anything for a couple of years, and so like we need it's an oversight. We get rid of them. We have money to free up for the shelter and the parks budget, and so uh, Pilmer's like, yeah, interesting. I'll look into it. Um, and uh, and Leslie says, I think we found a bigger bottle. <laughs> And uh, Pilner says, if you're making a joke, but using a bigger bottle would be a consideration cheating by most of our major trade publications. <laughs> I love Bradley Whitford. I think what and, and, what, and that and that little that little lip sneer. That yeah. there's, there's just I don't know, like if you saw it, but there's just that little like, come on, like <laughs> dis, the disdain, right? The disgust. Yes. It's great. Yeah. Which is like everybody's a nerd about something, which is one right. of my major life philosophies. Everyone is a nerd about something. And um, when somebody comes to you in the in the realm of things that you're a nerd about and they try to like. Share new insight, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not it at all. Do you know I, who you're talking to? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> but I also know who is talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like I love I love comic books. And when people like share their theories about Marvel uh or things from the MCU, like even though the movies and the comics are different, I still like there's part of me that's just like Man, you're so dumb. <laughs> I, I mean, and I know, I know it's not. I don't take it personally, but there's times, there's times when I've shared my theories, and I can see it in your eyes. You're like, no, I mean, I'm your friend, so I'm not going to say what I want to say, but I'm just going to bite my tongue and uh, just nod and go, hmm, yeah, that is something that you could believe. Well, part of what I have come to realize is like, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? So yeah, it's I comic books. To, I have to. <laughs> Just let it go. Right. And, uh, you know, later on, there's a or it was it earlier when Ben is talking about um, Game of Thrones. I think it's later uh, where Donna or Le- Anne and Ben are trying to buy a gift for Leslie later in the show. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes. Anne says something about like, use your magic. <laughs> and Ben is like, I know you're joking, but I have to tell you. <laughs> Like that same moment, like I, I totally have done that with people who are like, well, it was in this, this like, I know you don't know this, but <laughs> I have to educate you. I don't want to, I don't want you to embarrass yourself later. Later. Exactly. <laughs> so, right. It's like, that's, that's like half of being a parent. I feel yeah. don't do this. Don't do this out in the real world. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just helping. Um, so where are we? Oh, so Ben and Leslie, they feel great. They solved a problem. Mm-hmm. They're lounging back at. Uh, count uh, campaign HQ talking about like, is this how Barack and Michelle Obama feel at the end of the day? And they're just feeling great. And Anne shows up. It's like, Hey, how's everybody doing? And Leslie says, Hey, we sell, save the animal shelter and the parks budget. And, and, and like, great. So you found money somewhere else. And like, yep. Got some, got a bunch of D ones from public works out of here. And, and like, yeah, you know what? Because of you, Pilner then went through and looked for all the D ones, not just public works. And he found that, He's getting rid of all of them, which is what I do. I'm a D1. Uh, and so she's getting fired. And so Leslie does not see, did not think that Pilner might just go crazy for eliminating P1s. Um, and so they go to talk to uh, Pilner again. And uh, Leslie says, I just need one more week. Um, and <laughs> all the while, Andy's now in this meeting. Um, and uh, I just need more one, one, one more week. And you can see Andy from time to time, try, looking at the ships in the bottle. Um, and uh, like, hey, please be careful. And Andy, I'm always careful. And he like slips out of his hand. He's like, oh, we're good. He catches it. Nothing, no problem. Um, and so <laughs> Leslie, again, it's like, I just need more time. We can figure out a way to fix this. And Pilgrim's like, nope, I can't give you any more time. Um, and, uh, you know, he's like, I'm going to retire at the end of this term. Um, and I, <laughs> I've, so I've been fine with you guys pushing me around with this budget, but you know, let's say if you're going to do this job, you're going to have to deal with tough decisions. You're going to make people unhappy with everything that you do. Somebody's going to be unhappy. And then he does this great West Wing line. We play with live ammo around here. <laughs> uh, which is just right, right out of the West Wing. Um, and uh, so he's like, I'm going to close the budget by the end of the day. Uh, so if you find some way to get out of this mess, let me know by 5 p.m. And so they're like, oh, I'll let you know. And then Andy's like, I did it. 
I got it out. <laughs> and he's holding the ship. Then he got out of the bottle. And uh, <laughs> Pilner's like, you don't, you don't take the ship out. <laughs> and Andy's like, here you go. Here you go. I, and at the beginning, I was like, why is Andy even in this meeting? <laughs> Comic to get the out of the, the ship bottle. out of the bottle, right? Because at first when he dropped, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. And then I remembered, oh, that's right. He took the, the ship out. Did you notice in the background? And I had to, I looked this up on IMDb because I forgot about this from the show. But there's the, the cocktail napkin. In, in the background, and he has one that says Pilner for Pawnee, mm-hmm. which uh, Whit- Whitford's character on the West Wing has one that says Bartlett for America. Right. Um, so I just thought that was that was kind of interesting, too. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a w- wonderful little West Nod. Wing tribute episode. I love it so much. Um, so uh, they go they go to solve uh, in the courtyard. They're trying to solve the problem in the uh, in the courtyard for by the parks department and Anne's like i'll just go back to being a nurse full time and let like no i will not let you return to a life of shaving wieners and dodging <laughs> knife attacks from meth heads and this is one where, where Anne doesn't really defend herself she's just like okay <laughs> right <laughs> and you know you're i mean again we've said this before listener but uh our wives are both nurses mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean you're your wife has some interesting stories, um, but you, you know she works at Children's Hospital, so there's yeah. not a bunch of not a bunch of meth heads um, coming in for treatment. Uh, my wife has amazing stories, yes, um, about removing things from areas that should not have things placed in them and, and that kind of stuff. And so, like these kinds of little jokes <laughs> about like Le- Leslie's thought about what. And does with her life. It's like, yeah, I could see this. I could see how Leslie could come to this conclusion. And and so, so Ben lays it out. Either Anne gets fired, park budget shrinks, or the animal shelter's got to go. And then Leslie again says, well, or we find money somewhere else. There's nowhere else. Ben says that it's a town budget, not a bottomless trust fund. Um, And then Leslie is like, oh, wait, hold up. Stop talking. I'm putting an idea together and they keep trying to interrupt and talk to her. And she's like, no, shut up. Shut up, shut up. Oh. All right. I've got the complete idea. Ben, I'm going to commit political suicide. And, uh, and so we'll stop there and let's go back in time. And we'll look at the, you gotta go plot. back. You gotta go back in time. Uh, all right. So we're going to look at the April plot because while all of this is happening with Leslie and she's running for campaign for, for uh, city council, uh, Ron and April uh, t- agreed that April will pick up the slack for Leslie's job. This was mm-hmm. several episodes ago. Um, and so she's uh, stepping up into a new role. And so she's leading a, um, a, a meeting about the emergency protocol for the parks department. Um, with all these other department heads. Um, and so she um, <laughs> talking about this and the a guy just out of nowhere just says, first question, like, what exactly is the chain of command vis-a-vis on-site response? And April's like, I don't know, whoever gets there first will be in charge, <laughs> which is a great response. Uh, and then a different person says, all right, let's say there's an explosion in Ransett Park and someone from sewage gets there first. They'd be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> and that different person was Chelsea Peretti. Oh, it was. It's right. I was looking yeah. down and writing things. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, she, Chelsea Peretti was she a writer co- for this show. She was, yeah. Well, th- yeah, this episode. She wrote this episode? She co-wrote this episode, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that might explain why there's so much in it because <laughs> she is hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. So then it cuts to a talking head where April says, I don't know. I had no idea how terrible Leslie's job was. <laughs> 
she referred to this meeting as a nonstop thrill ride. (laughs) (laughs) And then so cuts back into the office and she's like, I'm not sure, but Tom can answer that if, and then he looks down what are you doing? And he's like, I'm, I'm bouncing ideas off of, uh, of, off of Russell Simmons on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, Useless as usual. Yeah. Um, and, uh, (laughs) and then the, the guy who asked the question in the first place is like, Ms. Legate, do you even know what you're doing here? And, just, and she says, all due respect, Mr. Hamster Penis, but no, I don't. <laughs> My name so, is Giles. <laughs> I love just like April is not hiding anything. He's like, no, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, guys like my name is Giles. Like, are you sure? Because you look like a hamster penis. <laughs> And then Tom out of nowhere. What about a clone that can kill spiders? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yeah, Thanks, buddy. Super helpful. Uh, and so then they're back in the office and April is like, man, I hate doing Leslie's job. I'm filling in for a person who smiles 90% of the time. And so she's like, Tom, can you help me or just do it? And Tom's like, no, don't give up. You just got to do what Leslie always says. And, and he was like, what? Weird stuff about waffles? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you need to find a project you're passionate about. And then he says, that's why I'm so good at uh, naming drinks at the Snake Hole Lounge, because I have a great deal about I care a great deal about signature beverages. The beer Yonce Knowles, <laughs> just a regular bill beer. We put in a sexy mug. It pairs nicely with a Jay Zima. <laughs> bunch, of, bought a bunch of Zima when the factory shut down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's the, the crystal Pepsi of the alcoholic <laughs> beverage world. <laughs> right now (laughs) um yeah so ron's uh so tom's whole deal is you know find something that you care about right and so that's going to be what what april's going to be thinking about for the next uh, little bit here and uh as the um animals are in a in trouble then she um is at the house with all these animals and uh and andy and april and and tom are all there with everybody and uh april's like talking about the pets and how cute they are and andy was like oh i have five cats on me at once (laughs) (laughs) tom do you want to come in and try to break my record (laughs) uh and tom's response like no i don't want all that dander getting on my cashmere (laughs) so and ben is like what's the end game here and like, this <laughs> right. can't go on uh and let's as, he, like, as he puts up like five like bags of of pet food yeah um and uh and so then um april was like hey what if we threw together a pet adoption in one of our parks that would be cool uh and april says april that would be the coolest thing since in sync aerosmith and nelly performed together at the super bowl halftime show <laughs> which is april's April's response is correct. <laughs> um, and so April is excited. She found a project to help all these cats and dogs. They should be rewarded for not being people. I hate people. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so a- April's going to put together this uh, this whole thing. Leslie and Ben are going to try to solve the budget issue. Wait, wait, hold on. And then <laughs> wait, Andy wait, wait. holds up. Okay, yeah. Ben's noise-canceling headphones. Like, hey, a pig ate your noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> Pigs are awesome. <laughs> um, and so they set up in the park and uh, April is in charge. And she's first thing she does is blame Jerry that the puppies are going to the bathroom everywhere. <laughs> we can't let people see that. No, um, I need you to continuously clean out the cages. And Jerry's like, you got it. 
And then Donna uh, was responsible for the info sheets on all the cages. Um, and so she's put those all up. And Donna tells us that each one has a photo, special talents, and personal history that I made up. Uh, a lot of these dogs have rescued people from burning buildings. And Andy <laughs> is reading all this stuff. Um, and he's like, this cat was in Boogie Nights. <laughs> and another one is, did you know this uh, This puppy's dog grandfather was Spuds McKenzie? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so then a, a, a lady and her daughter come and they're, they see the, the Spuds McKenzie descendant and, um, and they they want to adopt the, the puppy and it's so great and it's a win and April's so happy. Uh, this is going to be a wonderful, successful event. I can tell already. Uh, next time we see April in the park, she's frustrated because the event is dead. Nobody, nobody's coming. Um, and Tom's like, don't give up. There's some more time. Um, and uh, a lady comes up, is this where we drop off our unwanted cats? <laughs> and April's like, no, the opposite. <laughs> uh, and she's like, I'm just going to put these here for a second. And then she leaves. Uh, and Andy's response is, we ended up with more pets than we started with. <laughs> and April, like, this is why you don't try. <laughs> All these animals are going to die. And uh, and then she runs after that lady, like, get back here and take your bleeping cats out of here. <laughs> um, I feel the pain of that lady. We made the mistake of getting guinea pigs. And that was one oh, of the man. worst, worst decisions of 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 my entire life. I think I, I don't have many regrets in life, but that's that's definitely one of them. It's up there. But my kids love them. And so they stay. But I listener, if you ever, ever are like get even think about getting guinea pigs just don't they're worth they're worthless animals they 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 hide from you they don't want to cuddle they eat your food uh and give nothing in return except for lots and lots of guinea pig poop yeah. so that's it's just a just a public service announcement for everyone out there yeah well there's no joke there. they're just who, the worst who also has guinea pigs this week uh, uh-huh. they're like do they want more? No, they don't want the ones they have. Exactly. I don't know. It's it's like a it's like a it's a ring situation where we keep talking about that, but it's like you just got to pass them on. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I've never looked at your guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah. I've been over to your house, and your, your your daughters are like, "Do you want to see our guinea pigs?" I say, "No, no," because they'll come, they'll crawl out of the TV and get I, you. Why are you keeping them in there? <laughs> you have a flat screen. No, your TV. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's why they're so miserable. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, ant farms are really the original flat screen entertainment system. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, it's like the original screensaver. This thing just never goes. <laughs> it changes. It's the same thing, but it, it, slightly, it, it moves around a little bit. Yeah. I hope he, oh, is it going to go down to the corner this time? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> feel pretty proud about that that's that pretty good <laughs> so uh um, so next day tom's in the office and april's not there and he see he he, he gets it april's upset yeah and so he goes to see april at home and uh and so tom comes in he's like hey it's me tommy and he's like i'm not here <laughs> i swear on my great grandmother's grave i'm not here so tom it comes in he's like hey why so glum sugar plum <laughs> Um, and, uh, and she's like, I, we failed. That's why it's stupid to work hard. And so Tom's like, let me show you something because you worked hard. This terribly dressed girl has a puppy <laughs> and this puppy has a home. And if Leslie taught me anything is that this job is frustrating and 98% of the time is terrible, but 2% of the time it's stuff like this and that puppy. 
And then he swipes to his, this picture again. And it's a photo of him holding that tiny little cup. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> What's that photo? It must come in preloaded or something. Preloaded. <laughs> um, and so April's like, fine. All right. And uh, then, uh, yeah. So, you know, she's going to keep doing her job, yeah. basically, which is good. Um, and so this is where we see uh, Leslie's plan to commit political suicide is uh is unfolded with jen barkley they go to jj's diner and uh and and jen's like do you want do you want to do this now or should we do ron and and chris nah let's do ron and chris let's do ron and chris last because it's fast and it's okay 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 um it's fun um so so they basically lay out the plan is like you're going you're going to announce that bobby newport will use his personal fortune to save the animal shelter and Jen's like, no, that's a trap. Like, this is a great idea, but it's, it, why, what's the trap here? Um, and she's like, I can't believe I didn't think of this, but this town's killing my brain cells. Um, and it's like, oh, that's, the water's no good for you either. <laughs> and she's drinking and she spits out the tap water. Um, and, uh, and so they say, look, listen, in it's exchange like for this. Low key spit take. I love it. Yeah. Like you're going to get these points for uh, rescuing the animal shelter. And they're like, we just want you to do no more puppy killer ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all we ask. Um, and then Jen's like, well, what's going to stop me from just saying yes and doing the ads anyway? And then they said, because we told the Pilner that if you don't do what we said, then we should, he should cut the parks department and they'll leak out that it was Leslie's decision. So she seems tough and fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Jen's still like, okay, what's in it for you? And Leslie said, a uh, home for the animals, job for my friend, full parks budget. Um, and, uh, and Jen's like, come on, what's your angle? This is a home run for us. We're going to dominate the news cycle for a whole week. And Ben's just like, you can have this one. We'll take the next one. Again, so West Wing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll take the next one. Um, and, uh, and then they're like, why are you so, what makes you so sure? And Les like, we got a debate next week. And Bobby's going to have to show up. And he's going to have to open his mouth. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick his butt. And, uh, and then they leave and like, She'll take care of the bill and they just walk out. See you next I, week. I love that because, and and the, the realization on Jen's face is like, it just got real because Jen can be the face of the campaign. But as soon as Bobby gets in front, it's like, oh, she can't, there's nothing she can do. Right. She can't stop him from being Bobby. Right. And she and knows, she knows she's right. Yeah. Leslie came up with a great plan. Everybody benefits. Everybody benefits. Even, even Bobby right now benefits. Yeah. Which is great. And, and through this campaign up to this point, Leslie's been behind the eight ball. You know, she's been playing catch up and everything's going against her. And even this feels like a loss. But at the same time, it's her first kind of political win. Like she she's got her cornered a bit and she doesn't get the she doesn't win the 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 battle. But ultimately, it's going to help her win the war. So, right. It's fine. She's finally being political in a way. It's great. Yeah, she's doing the work. And it's going to be great. And so, um, yeah. So this also sets up a forward promotion for next week's episode, which is the debate, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I love the debate episode so much that uh, we just have one more thing and then we'll talk about it next week, guys. So let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about Ron and Chris, because uh, Ron is in the in the camp in the running for taking over as assistant city manager. Um, and so Chris tells him this and he's like, but you know, 
Uh, and Ron's response is great. I should remind you, I don't believe in the position of the entire government should exist. Um, and that said, you'd be a fool not to pick me. And Ron has a talking head. It's like, I will gladly walk into the belly of the beast. If it means <laughs> I'm able to further limit reckless government spending. Uh, I mean, I have so many ideas. Some are like take down traffic lights, eliminate the post office. The bigger ones will be tougher. Like bring this crumbling down. <laughs> um, and so, so Chris says, there's just one more vetting step in the process. Um, and we're going to go and do a heart rate meditation center, focusing on consciousness, breathing and opening the heart chakra. And Ron's like, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Chris like, well, no, you have to do it. Uh, we we're very different. And this is one of the ways that we can see if we, if we'll be able to work together. And, uh, and so he's like, trust me, you'll love it. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Wear your yoga pants. <laughs> And, uh, Ron Ron's, is not Ron's happy. It's is just, is just <laughs> ultimate grumpy cat. Yeah. Um, and so then he comes, uh, to see Anne who's in the courtyard and he's got a folder, <laughs> uh, and he's like, Oh, hello. Here are some papers Leslie requested and let Anne opens it. And he's, she's like, these are blank weird. <laughs> well, well, I'm here. here. <laughs> uh, and he's like, Hey, did you ever participate in meditation with Chris? And it's like, Oh yeah. I mean, you do it every week. Um, and so like, what is it? Well, here's the deal. It's crazy boring. It lasts forever. And you're going to wish you were dead. <laughs> and Ron's like, and he starts walking away. And he's like, do you want to borrow my yoga pants? <laughs> uh, and so they come to uh, the next the next day, they come to the meditation center in a strip mall. And it's right next to what is arguably the best name for a restaurant ever. Achilles meal. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Ron is like, this place doesn't look like much. He's like, well, no, this strip mall has a surprisingly decent sheet, uh, chi. Um, and, but he's like, the smells from next door are not ideal, but, uh, through this door lies deep, serene quietude. And all the while Ron is like smelling, uh, the air and like the, the guy comes out, uh, yelling in Greek into the door, uh, of the Greek restaurant. I have no idea what he's saying, but he seems upset. And there's women sitting outside eating. And, uh, and he's like, excuse me, ladies. And as the guy passes by, Ron leans down like a cartoon cat that's about to follow the, the <laughs> smells of uh of, it of him off food. of his feet as it wafts <laughs> into his nostrils. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I tried to get as many free smells as he can from those bags. Um, you're, you're getting hungrier, aren't you? I am. <laughs> so, uh, and so Chris is like now taking the vibe of the room and remain open mind and spirit. Um, and he's like, now just quietly sit behind me and let's join breath. And Ron's like, I'll stand. Interesting <laughs> technique. Down, <laughs> yeah, crosses his like interesting technique. And so Ron is standing there doing what Ron does. Um, and then it comes back and, and he's uh, holding his jacket. I, I don't yeah. know why that <laughs> yeah. this is like, it's like he's ready to go at any point. <laughs> he's holding his jacket. He stood there for six hours. <laughs> yeah. His talking head is like, we stood there six hours. I know I was not meditating. I just stood there quietly breathing. There were no thoughts in my head whatsoever. <laughs> my mind was blank. I don't know what these other crackpots are doing. <laughs> and that's like the goal of meditation right. is exactly. to empty your mind. Mm -hmm. And Ron is so brilliant. He's so wonderful in this. And, and Chris is like, Ron, you radiated mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking about? And he's like, I wasn't thinking at all. And Chris is like, incredible. <laughs> it takes me hours to get that kind of clear headspace, no matter how hard I try. And Ron's response is like, don't try so hard. <laughs> and he's he's just, like, I'm going I'm to try your not trying method right here, right now. <laughs> 
And Ron's like, stop. No, I know this crap is important to you. So I, I should come clean. I'm not getting anything out of this experience at all. So if you're looking for someone who enjoys this uh, and Chris like, oh, no, I didn't want you. I didn't think you'd expect to enjoy it. I just wanted to see if you were flexible. Genius. And uh, and so he's like, Ron, you've got the job. You want to head back? And, and I love Ron so much here. He's like, I do. Mm-hmm. But first, there's a hot spinning cone of meat in that Greek restaurant next door. I don't know what it is, but I like to eat the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> every time I see one of those, they're, they're, they're Donner like mm-hmm. meat. Every time I see one, I think of Ron. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I too would like to eat the whole thing. Um, and so cut back to city hall and Chris runs into councilman Hauser. He's like, I was just looking for you. I found my assistant city manager and it's Ron Swanson. Um, and, uh, and Hauser says, you know, I'd slow down because the council is in favor of keeping you for another term. But if Bobby wins, he's going to bring in his own guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, you know, Chris says, why? He's like, well, he's not exactly thrilled. You've been volunteering for the Nope campaign in your spare time. Uh, and if Newport wins, you're gone. So Chris now is bummed. And so he goes to Ron. He's like, great news. Um, and Ron's like, great news. I found an, a, a way to reduce spending by 85%. Here's a hint. No more departments. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is like, ha, that's crazy. And a practical plan. Might just have to wait. Uh, turns out Bobby, if he beats Leslie, is going to appoint his own city manager. So I may have offered you a job. I couldn't offer. I have no authority to offer you. And, uh, and Ron's like, all right, well, that is disappointing, but don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Um, and Chris is like, you know what? Grand scheme of thing. Who cares? We're all just molecules floating around in random patterns, <laughs> devoid of meaning. So oh, again, well, what am I, I'll what see am you I, when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite things about Chris is that he is so like just top or bottom. Like he's just super full of energy or just massively depressed. He cannot regulate. He can't regulate. <laughs> You know, and this is one of the reasons why meditation may be so important to him Mm -hmm. because he cannot figure out a way to just be Be. right. Whereas Ron, that's his whole, his whole vibe is just be right. And so Chris is going to leave and he's like, no, stop. We did things your way. Now we're going to do it my way. And he pulls out some scotch and some glasses, prepare to experience true freedom and bliss. Um, yeah. And so they, uh, uh, cut back to Chris drinking. He's like, I don't usually poison my body with dark alcohol, but this whiskey is excellent. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Ron is like, listen, I don't, I'm not one for positive thinking or visualization or meditation or really anything in the world that you believe in. <laughs> <laughs> Chris's, and Chris's reaction shot at the camera is like, come on, man. <laughs> but he's like, there might be an upside for losing your job. He's like, you, and what, like what, uh, you would no longer be a government parasite sucking the life blood from honest, hardworking people. Instead, you'd contribute to society like a man. That just might be one good thing. I'm sure there are others. And as he's saying this, Chris is looking out the window and he sees Anne walking by. And like, I'm sure there are. And, you know, right now, Anne is with Tom. But Chris, Chris has a yearning for Anne. Mm-hmm. And because of their roles in the government, he cannot have a relationship with Anne. And so that's one of the things that he's thinking about. Maybe if I lose my job, maybe I can pursue this relationship with him. Um, so break her and Tom up. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, Ron's trying to cheer him up by basically saying everything you believe in is worthless, but also you won't be a parasite. <laughs> so cheer up, champ. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and then the credit scene is great because Chris comes like, hey, uh, here's my buddy. And he's coming into Ron's office. Cranium. It's a board game. Heard of it. It's literally the most fun I've ever had. What do you say? After work, you, me, whiskey, wheatgrass, cranium, 
Ron? And Ron is just staring into the into the distance. And April comes in like, sorry, he's he's meditating. <laughs> he asked me to tell anyone who came in that he wishes to remain undisturbed so as to better clarify his headspace. And Chris is like, oh, Ron, I'm so sorry. I'll let you get at it. And he leaves. And uh, yeah, this is one of those moments where April and Ron are in tune. They're radiating mindfulness together. Um, and it is wonderful. So that, my friends, is episode uh, 19 of season four, live ammo. So much fun. So, so much fun. There's so much stuff crammed in here. And I would I have a question uh, for listeners because team building in corporate spaces and jobs and all that kind of stuff is one of uh, one of the things that people do. And sometimes it's fun and other times it's not fun. And so listener, have you ever been brought into a team building experience like Chris and Ron where you were like, this is terrible. <laughs> and I would love to hear about terrible team building experiences. So please email us parks uh, for at uh, parks and conversation at gmail.com and tell your friends about our show. It'd be fun to have more friends. We're almost at, as we're recording this, we're almost at 6,000 total downloads, which in the grand scheme of things doesn't seem like a lot, but Jeremy, you and I, we do this for no money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it actually costs me money every time we do this. And it's one of those things. that's just like, we love this show. Yeah. And we love talking about it. And, uh, and so if you are engaging, a listener engaging with people who also like the show. Yeah. And if you are newer to the show, uh, you know, we would love to hear from you and, uh, please send us an email. Let, tell us about yourself. Citizens of Pawnee, who, who are you? And so if you want to just send us an email, introducing yourself, uh, to, to the town, then, uh, send us an email parks and conversation at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, it'd be great to hear from y'all. Anything else, Jeremy? Well, no, I mean, the only, and I don't want to end on a negative, the the only bummer about this episode was that Rob Lowe and Bradley Whitford never had a scene together because they oh were both, goodness, yes. they were both in, you know, the West Wing, the West Wing. And so I just, I just didn't want to let that go. Like, we had to say that they were both in the West Wing. So I don't think we mentioned that Rob Lowe was in there. So it would have been really cool. Like, uh, like you mentioned Caddyshack earlier, um, where uh, the two oh my gosh i'm blanking on chevy chase bill and murray, bill murray chevy chase. were never like scripted into so there's a scene in there where they actually just made up a thing they just totally riffed a scene together um where chevy hits the ball into uh bill murray's like little his house basically so right. yeah i just you know that's kind of one of the, and maybe there's an outtake or something somewhere but maybe they had scheduling conflicts but that would have been great if they could have had some kind of west wing-esque scene together but yeah yeah well now <laughs> i'm re- mad the reunion. Oh, sorry. Uh, but we have the debate to look forward to. And that, yes. that gets almost a full point. It's almost a nine point. It's an 8.9 on IMDb. And I'm so excited for this episode. It's it is. It's great. One of my favorite parts of the, about the debate episode is um, the guy from uh, Friday Night Lights. Who's in it? Uh, he's like gun vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which and, and that was directed and written by Amy Poehler. Oh my word. It's a great episode. Great episode. So I, I don't yeah. know how I don't know how she could do that being so much in that episode, but I guess we'll get to it next week. But um yeah, such a good fun. Good such a good fun one. Such good fun. No talking halfway. So uh <laughs> yeah. my, all right. You I need to all, go find you, a hero. Use all your words. <laughs> go, go re- refuel. All right. I gotta feel like a champion. So <laughs> all right, man. Well, I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Enjoy your spinning cone of meat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Bye.